Oh, Mark Romer. This is Forward the Hamlet. Harry Ottaway is back in action and he's on the podcast. So is Gavin Rose. And so are Michael Bezel and Darren McCreary with Match Reports. And the Supporters Trust talk to us about the current developments with Champion Hill Stadium. I'm Jack McEnroe the second. And we'll start with Saturday just gone. Dullies were wasteful against Kingstonian and somehow contrived to go a goal down. The game changed completely when Harry Ottaway came on. He scored in the 76th minute and created a goal for Nairon Clunis with three minutes left. I spoke to Gavin and Harry after the game. So it was a great win in the end, wasn't it? What was your view of the game? Uh, always tight and tense against Kingstonian. Um, since I've been here, it's always been um, uh, a hard game to play against, hard opposition. A lot of the, the boys sort of have played against each other growing up, so it always makes it um, uh, an interesting rivalry. But um, I felt that we... Um, <clears throat> We, we did well in the end. We showed good mental strength to come back from 1-0 down against a, a strong team. Uh, and once we scored, I had a feeling that we might sort of go on and score the next one again with momentum. Harry Ottaway made all the difference, didn't he? Come yeah. on, well, scored midweek on his yeah. comeback, scored again today yeah. and made the, the winner as well, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're, we're obviously very happy for him coming back from such a long time out injured. Um, he showed great patience, um, excellent professionalism for someone playing at non-league football in terms of getting himself back. So just as a person, we're, we're delighted for him um, and he carries himself the right way. So uh, it couldn't happen to a nicer person. And he's also got, just got a touch of class about him as well, isn't he? When you can see he's not 100% fit, with that goal, say, it was yeah. like watching... Uh, Ronaldo in his later years yeah. where he's not he didn't quite have the pace but, but once the ball got to him he yeah. buried it you know exactly um, it just shows that you don't have to be uh, lightning quick and you don't have to be you know 100% fit if you can fit, you can see the game in your head and you can see what's going to happen next and you've got a bit of composure about you and I think um, Harry displayed that so yeah we just hope that we can get him back fit and we're more concerned for his, uh, his health long term than the short term so we won't be rushing him back we think it's a risk and we won't play him um, but in the long time I think he'll be um, an asset to the club You've also got Omar Karoma who has come in he scored midweek didn't he? Yeah he did yeah, um, Omar scored against uh, sorry, Harrow last Saturday um, and done well um, a little bit short on confidence at the moment but um, we've assured him that you know he's just to keep working hard and, and um, believing and, and things will go his way And an- another goal coming as well from uh, new player Jack Dixon Yep, yep. Jack's a, a boy who's played against us three times last season. Uh, sorry, twice last season, once this season. And every time he played against us, done well. Um, uh, we just felt that, you know, uh, we liked his qualities, what he had um, in terms of getting forward and scoring goals and, and working hard off, off the ball as well. So we felt that was something that we needed in our team and we're really happy that he's come across. Yeah, there's a few kind of smaller players in the midfield at Dulwich it's a bit like the kind of Barcelona situation of the last few years having a kind of big guy like Jack is it you know a conscious decision to get some yeah. kind of height in the team yeah. some weight yeah we need some competitiveness we need uh, we can't just uh, rely on the younger players uh, who are small and have come through the academy to, to be able to fight through a, a season um, against grown men I think it's a tall order, it's not fair on them. So um, we do need to be able to mix it up, we do need to be able to compete. Uh, the game, the pitches ain't brilliant now, so it means that you are going to be a bit more physical and if you're not of that stature, then you're not, you're not really going to have a chance to do it. So two games back, Harry, and two goals, and you created the winner today. I, mean, I can see on your face, man, you look happy. 
Yeah, I'm delighted. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about the team. It's a team performance. I mean, I know I come on, um, scored a goal, so personally, that's lovely for me. But um, to actually win the game, it's lovely. It's, it's more, it's three points on the board, so that's the massive thing. How close are you being to starting or, you know, being fit, fit to play longer than 25 minutes or so? Um, I mean, obviously... As everyone knows, it was a massive injury. Um, and then obviously to come back and have it taken away from me again, um, it was still it's still quite a big injury, I mean, on the, on the same leg. Uh, so obviously I think Gav's got my best interest at heart, he's got the team's best interest at heart, so just bedding me in slowly I think is the way forward. So we'll see what happens at the end of the day. Match fitness is a massive thing. Um, I need to get back that, that back. So um, hopefully in the new year, if not before, we'll, we'll have to see. But um, yeah, no, it's nice to come on and uh, win a game. He was talking up your professionalism a minute ago. Like there was a, a moment when there was like a mass brawl in the game, and everyone just descended on each other, you know, to have a bit of an argument. And you ran over to the touchline to get some water and get some instructions. And you know, every week as well, you're at the game, you're in the you're in the in the crowd, sort of watching intently, not sitting there chatting. Yeah. I mean, how, is it how important is it to you? Oh, it's massive to me. I mean, um, this club stood by me. It's the best club I've ever been at, to be honest with you. Um, and they've stood by me. The management have been superb. Even the players, their support, um, the fans. I can't really go over it enough. But um, for me, it's, yeah, it's massive. It's a special place in my heart anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have you back. When you're sitting on the sidelines watching the games... Uh, you kind of you going into because you obviously go into the dressing room after you go you come in a tracksuit and you come out of it in a suit like everyone else yeah. or shirt tie I should say. yeah yeah um, are you going in there sort of giving people feedback on what you thought of their performances and stuff um, y- yes and no uh, being a striker if there's if there's a striker playing I if there's anything that I think they can improve on or if they've done done well I just go and I have a quiet little word with them if I can if they need it. Um, just try and give them my tilt on it really but um, other than that the, the lads have been great um, so I'll leave that to Gavin and Junior they, they know better than I do anyway Remember to share the podcast on your Facebook walls Twitter accounts by email and tell people you know in real life Now here's Darren McCreary one half of the Pigeon Stands talking about the 3-1 win over Harrow Borough Harrowborough away was my first uh, my first away day north of the river for the season. The one thirty nine Dulwich uh, Dulwich party train from Marlebone to uh, to Norfolk was uh, was heaving, um, not just with pink and blue scarves, but also with uh, with expectations. So Harrow had not been uh, been doing very well in the league, and while Dulwich's form had been uh, been indifferent, I think we all hoped for a for a big win to put us back on back on track. And uh, and Dulwich delivered. So they started really brightly uh, at a pace that I think uh, I think left Harrow a, a bit shell shocked. Hamlet's first goal came about twenty minutes in, with Jack Dixon scoring on his uh, on his debut. It came from uh, from a corner delivered by Carew um, that Dixon picked up on the far side of the box and uh, and slotted neatly into the corner, placing it expertly. So that put Dulwich 1-0 up um, in the second half. Um, O'Shane was tested a bit more. Dulwich were clearly hungry for, uh, for more goals, which I think probably left us a little bit exposed at the back from time to time. Just before the hour, Nyron uh, got our second. A typical free ball from Carew that Nye was straight onto. From recollection, his, uh, his initial shot was saved um, uh, and he then forced the loose ball into the net. Omar Corona scored our third before he was replaced by Harry Ottaway. 
making uh, making his return after long-term injury. This was a highlight for many and uh, an emotional moment for the Hamlet faithful and also Harry himself, I think, who looked really chuffed um, at the reception that he got. Um, also really important was that he looked he looked lively pretty much straight away. Harry pulled one back before the end, uh, but we don't want to talk about that too much. It did nothing to, to dampen a, a pretty successful away day, I think. Support the podcast by buying a t-shirt from forwardthehamlet.spreadshirt.co.uk. Some new t-shirts going up very soon in the next few days. So if you've got a Dulwich Hamlet supporting friend, perhaps get them one for Christmas. Michael Bezel went all the way to Essex to watch Dulwich versus East Thurrock. Here's what he thought of the game. It was a cold, rainy night in Essex. Um, left work and got the train out there with a couple of mates. Went for a pint, uh, a couple of pints in the local pub with a couple of dinosaurs, uh, which was nice. Um, ended up at the grounds, chatted to a grey supporting taxi driver on the way about the old days in non-league. Um, and then uh, we started off quite brightly. We had quite a lot of chances. Early on, um, Ethan Pinnock headed wide from a corner. Um, we had quite a lot of pressure, in, there's efforts from Kashani and Nyron. Um, and then uh, Omar Kromo looked pretty sharp as well. Um, he put the ball in for Clunis and he sort of bundled it home um, after a second attempt. It was a bit of a goal scramble type situation. It was nice to be 1 0 up at half time. We had a number of attempts after that. Uh, Vidal went close, Kashani Samuels hit the post as well. And uh, Ashley Carew also uh, nearly scored at the end of the first half. So it was pretty much dominant. I think, um, I think O'Shane Brown in goal only had to make two or three saves in the first half and he didn't really have much to do. Um, in the second half, we moved around to the other end of the ground. It stopped raining. Um, we had a footpath and not much else to stand on. Um, lots of mud. And I ended up with uh, mud all over my trousers. But anyway, there was a handball um, at the other end. Um, I didn't really see it, so I'm assuming that it was a questionable, uh, questionable decision from the referee. Um, but it was an excellent penalty. It was hammered home. O'Shane had no chance. Later on, uh, Nyron had a shot uh, saved um, by a defender with his hands, but the ref missed it, um, which... Uh, we were all particularly upset about, um, especially considering that the ref had given such a questionable penalty beforehand. After that, Harry Ottaway came on, um, and that was a bit of a game changer. He really brought life into the game, um, and uh, he scored um, an excellent goal from an, another Omar Kromer assist. Powerful shot into the bottom left-hand corner of the goalkeeper had no chance. Again, there was, we we kept up the pressure for quite quite some time, um, and then Harry Ottaway um, smashed a shot into the crossbar. Um, and from that point onwards, it was all East Furrock. Um, they took control of the game and scored from a corner in in a dying minutes. Um, and we didn't have a look in from that point, to be honest. It was it was a fun night out. I like going to East Furrock. I, I, I like all these Essex away trips, to be honest. They're um, yeah, they seem to be quite. There's a lot of non-league clubs out that way, and a lot of the locals seem to be into their non-league football. Um, but yeah, it was a good crowd from a good lot of noise from the rabble. I heard reports that Hugo Greenhouse, the other member of uh, Forward the Hamlet, um, had a um, battered sausage from the chip shop on the way home. <laughs> and that's pretty much it, to be honest. But yeah, it's a, it was a good night out. And shame about the result. We definitely deserved a lot more than we got. If you're not a member of the Dulwich Hamlet Supporters Trust, you can join at dhst.org.uk or visit the Mega Shed on match days. Here's Duncan Hart from the Trust with an update on the Champion Hill redevelopment. Well, I think there's two major elements to this at the moment. You've got um, Hadley's uh, consultation, uh, which happened on Thursday, on Saturday, and Southwark Council have also released their results 
on uh, Greendale Fields on uh, what their plans are for uh, the bits just to the west of the ground where the AstroTurf is and the uh, well the fields are just, just next to the AstroTurf um, we were very pleased to see that uh, Hamlet fans responded in their numbers to Southwark's last consultation on Greendale and gave an unequivocal message to the council uh, that the designs must include Dulwich Hamlet Football Club uh, we have a history of being on this site for for you know over a hundred years, and our initial designs really paid very little attention to the needs of the football club. Um, so we we'll, we are hoping when the council will go back to the drawing board and make sure that their plans for Greendale include the football club. Alongside that, of course, Hadley have their uh, uh, proposals for the current Champion Hill site and their plans for the current AstroTurf, which. This is the crossover with Southwark Council's plans for uh, Greendale. It's early days. Uh, it's going in the right direction. As a trust, we consulted our fans in the summer to ask fans what they would like to see from a new ground. One of the major issues that came out of it is that it needs to be sustainable for the long term of the club. A couple of other issues that came out was people really valued a bar uh, and they would like to have cover over the ends. We think we're, we're certainly moving in the right direction on the bar. There's plans for a bar in the, the ground similar to the current setup, overlooking the pitch, which is important. There's currently no plans for cover on the ends, uh, although Hadley Hill saying that in the next design uh, they should appear, uh, but clearly we want some assurances on that. And as for the long-term sustainability of the football club and how the, uh, whether, the, whether the football ground is suitable for a non-league football club in terms of our income flows and whether we can manage the cost of the ground, that is a bit, that's more difficult to work out. So we are going to be consulting with some uh, experts on stadium design uh, about whether they are, the designs that are proposed are appropriate for our needs, an independent body, um, to advise us um, uh, what their opinions are. And of course we can then uh, convey that to the fans. Another major issue is the lease. The lease on the Greendale Fields, which the club currently has, is up uh, early next year. We understand Hadley are negotiating with Southwark on the future of that lease. There's a lot of uncertainty around it at the moment. The old lease was only for 25 years. We are keen to ensure that in the, f in the future, particularly if the ground is actually located on Greendale, i.e. the AstroTurf, then 25 years isn't sufficient for us to... Uh, for the long-term sustainability, long-term sustainability of the football club, 25. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get a mortgage on a house with a 25-year lease. So it's really important that Hadley negotiate with Southwark to give us a much longer-term lease, 99 years minimum. So we have the assurance that that is our home. Our home. If we're going, if if houses are going to be built on our current ground, we need assurances that the new ground on the AstroTurf, which is land owned by the council. Uh, is Dulwich Hamlets for the long term of the club and 25 years is not long term we don't know, we, obviously this is currently being negotiated uh, and all we're looking at uh, is that the last lease was 25 years we just want to be sure that the new lease is going to be longer than that That's it for this week follow us on Twitter, Forward Hamlet you can email us forwardthehamlet at gmail.com and visit the website forwardthehamlet.com see you in a fortnight Bye, 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 yeah, yeah, wow!